0: Charlie, you're on mute. Good morning. Okay. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is well. Can you hear me? Okay. I think yes. we're good now. Okay. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is well. Have, hope everyone's having a great day. Happy Thursday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day of the week it is for you. Thanks for joining us whenever you're joining us. We've been talking yesterday about the idea of being open. I told you a story about a a guy who I spoke to who really attributed his success to being open. You ever, I mean, I don't know if you guys have done this before. I have less, but when I was younger, all the time, you ever tried to be part of the bull run, you know, the bulls, not the one in Spain, the one in New York city. Have you ever seen this before? If you want to see a great sport, it's called the bull run it's with human beings and it takes place every morning around 9 a.m in penn station new york city 34th around 9 a.m nine fifteen, like seven trains roll into penn station all at the same time and it used to be back in the old days i don't know how it is now um New York is not what it once was, but in the pre-corona days on a random weekday morning at 9.15, I don't know, 10,000 people emerge from Penn Station within 30 minutes and they all have to get to their offices and we engage in this incredible, you have to see it to believe it and if you've lived it, you know what I'm saying. And if you haven't, it's worth to watch it. It's like a marathon, but with walkers, not walkers, like people that walk. And you're going about a speed. It's, it's not, it's not necessarily, you're not in jog. but Like if you know, you're, you know, when you're on your treadmill and you go from like getting ready to like starting to get into the workout and you're in that like speed where you're walking fast you know like you have to move your hands you know, not about you can't talk like you really can't have the conversation you know you're like in that speed of like super fast walking right before you're jogging you know that like that, that feeling anyone know am tell you I only really get this you know that like right before jog speed where you still can pull off the walk right it's not really a jog but it's not really a walk right? You know what I'm talking about? It's called speedwalking. 10,000 people are speedwalking at the exact same time. Now, put on top of that, that the city streets of New York isn't like, you know, eight lanes of grass. It's cars and buses and billboards and homeless people and vendors on the street and tourists That are like just amazed by how big these buildings are and they're lost in the middle of the street, like taking a picture of themselves in front of like some random building. that's not even that tall, but for wherever they're from, it's like seven stories higher. You know, you, you guys seen the picture? It's amazing when I watch this. Some very nice, sweet person comes out of like some, you know, Starbucks in the morning. Excited for the day, looking up at the beautiful skyscrapers, and they look over and see a sea of speedwalkers that are New York speedwalkers that are coming at them full force, like no one's slowing down, no one's getting out of the way. And you can see that, like, that glee enjoyment turn into, like, fear, turn into, are they really going to barrel me over, turn into oh my God, they're going to barrel me over. That like tourist, you know, welcome to New York. If you've ever been part of this, you understand the goal. Get to your office as soon as humanly possible because you're trying to nail down your, your, your train time. What's going on in the mind of a commuter is from when the train door opens to my desk, how many minutes is that? The stability of your day requires the knowledge of how long it takes you to get to and from the train, and you're—it's it's a game. I'm telling you, it's this incredible game where you're trying to like time green lights. Do I go? Do I cross this way or that way? If it's a red light and a lot of cars, to up the the, the the off avenue, and you're zigzagging through, and you're zigzagging through people. It's like it's an amazing sport. You should watch it. If, you, if you've never seen it before, you should watch it. I lived my life in it. That speed walking, earbuds in your ear, listening to something because you can't be talking, navigating around people. If there's somebody in front of you that's walking a little slower, the annoyance of, can you please for real? Why'd you drop your pace and then you got to walk around and give them a look like what's going on over here. Like, what are you doing? You're strolling at nine 15. Have you nowhere to go? I hope somebody is listening to this and is nodding. I hope I'm not the only guy that does this. I'm not, I'm just saying, I hope I'm not the only guy that does this on this show. If you're not from New York city, I, I get it. I get it. It's it's Okay. And if you've not, if you if you drive to work, which thank God I'm so could do many days, I get it. Just enjoy this. But if you live in a city where you commute to work via train with a million other people, it's a jungle. It's a jungle, and I got to tell you, they will barrel you over. They will barrel you over. It's forget it. And along the way, they're offering you everything to eat, to go into, to visit. You can buy things just on the walk commute. And the best part, just for one more second while I do this, is when you get into Penn Station. That's when it's the most fun. And all those people converge on like four staircases. Not for now. It's a metaphor, of course. I'm not just sharing with you parts of my life of years back. It's the metaphor of life. That we're speed walking through it. Because we all think we know where the destination is. In a way, and this is where it gets a little complex. Let's slow down and really get underneath this with Hashem's help. Comfort is sometimes mischaracterized as a lack of physical exertion that's not necessarily true comfort includes a lack of physical exertion but comfort is also emotional comfort comfort is also mental comfort so there's something comfortable about knowing that the train doors open at 8:47 and I am in my desk at nine o'clock, even though from 8.47 to nine o'clock, I'm speed walking through Seventh Avenue. I'm physically exerting myself, but I am mentally and emotionally comfortable. I've decided where I'm going. There's nothing in my way physically. I know how to get there. I don't even really think about it so much. Like I already know the blocks I'm going to go on. I already know which door opens up, where I've been doing this. I know where to stand. And by the way, again, for my train goers here, again, I haven't done this. I go to the city, but not like I didn't. When I was younger, I started my life in corporate law. In corporate law. I worked in buildings in the city five days a week, every single day. It was my life. The people that go on trains, especially commuter trains like the LIR or um, the one to New Jersey, they know exactly what door to sit. Like when they come on the train, they they know what door opens up. Like everything is figured out. There's no like, oh, where, what exit is this? Am I on set? No, they know. This door opens up here, three steps to the stairs. Like it's it's all figured out. When the train comes on time. And the train comes to Penn station on time and the doors open right in front of the stairs and you go up the stairs to the left, down the block, to left, right, left, right, down the street, cars are coming, you're walking in between the traffic. Elevator, upstairs, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, you know, jacket on the the back of the chair, Starbucks on the corner of of, of the floor, sitting down, 9am screens on, when that's your life comfort you're taking is not in lack of physical exertion because you're exerting yourself it's hard to get up in the morning and travel like this every single day it sounds like it's fun it's fine but it's hard the comfort you're taking is in the predictability in the ability to assert control over your life there's a comfort in that there's a comfort in knowing where the train doors are going to open is the comfort in walking the streets of New York, not driving the streets of New York, because you know you can get through a block basically the same amount of time every day. Okay, during the end of the, the last two weeks in December, it's harder because the whole world's like enamored with the holiday season. So you're navigating more tourists. Okay, but for those last two weeks in December, you can get there basically the same amount of time every day. You make it up in the end of August because no one's there in the end of August. comfortable it's comfortable is it that much different for people that wake up in the morning around the same time make the same thing for breakfast drive carpool or go to work or get in the car go to the spot in the building upstairs same desk right There's a comfort in the regularness of life with god's help What that comfort does to us is it keeps our blinders on the sides of our eyes fixed. Psychologists call this functional fixedness. Functional fixedness is a fancy way of saying, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. If something is working, I create a bias to if that's how it works, that's the way it should work. If something is going in a direction. That's the way it should be. For those who are, I'm going to take one little digression here for those who are interested in this, but I'm only going to be for a few seconds. For those that were around during the, I'm going to call it a holiday of Tisha BeAv. Again, just be with me for a 10. It's a one minute digression. If you don't know, is a holiday that we we mourn the destruction of the temple. It's called a holiday because it's supposed to be a holiday when the temple is rebuilt. The point is that the challenge of that holiday to mourn the destruction of a temple is not that it's hard to fast. It's that no one even is thinking of a temple. No one's even thinking of salvation or redemption. All these concepts are so beyond us because it's so it's we just we just gotta get through our day we should get through our year we want things that are so much of a lower scale we're just happy if like there's no anti-semitism like ask a jew what they want it's like just don't let anybody hate us like that'd be a gift could we go like uh a, a, could we go a year without any anti-israel anti-semitic could we just do that like we'd be like that'd be amazing just leave us alone could, we, could you just like let us pretend like we're Can you just treat us like regular people? Like, do you mind? Like, really? Can we do that? Can you just treat Israel like all the nations? Can we do that? Just like no one's thinking of like, what, what, what are we here for? What's our purpose? Big, functional fixing this. If my life hits a regular motion, I just want that motion to continue with smoothness of the motion. Even if I'm exerting myself. Once I know how to jog five miles, I'm happy every day jogging five miles. Where God comes in, in some part, and we hope never with pain, is sometimes he throws us challenges. Sometimes he throws us curveballs. Sometimes he opens the path. The train doesn't go to Penn Station. It skips Penn Station and goes to, well, you can't skip Penn Station. It stops at Penn, before Penn Station and goes to Jamaica, for those who take the LIRR, who happen to be listening. And now you get got to figure out how to get to the city from Jamaica, Queens. And you're like, oh, man. This has happened before. Hopefully not today. But it's happened before. The conductor comes on and says, there's been some kind of issue with the LIRR in Penn Station. We're stopping in Jamaica. Good luck. Jamaica is in, there's water in between Jamaica and your building in the city. And you can't swim. How do I get there? What do I do? Do I take the train, the subway? Do I take a cab, an Uber? Where is everyone? This panic pandemonium these are people that can sit at a desk and figure out how to borrow a hundred million dollars to build a sophisticated building when it comes to going from queens to new york city they're like oh my gosh what am i doing this is impossible this is there a god in the world because you've disrupted the comfort of my day i'm on a direction i know how to get to the city And now you threw a curveball. What we don't appreciate it is when you take a different route. Many times that's where God hides your blessings. This is, by the way, maybe we'll talk about this uh, tomorrow. Maybe we'll do this on the timeless lessons. This is what God told Abraham, go. He's saying, "Uh, uh, uh, I got a different route for you. Many times success is not when you're going on your direction. Many times success is what happens along the way. The success that you get, so to speak, when you figure out how to get from Jamaica to the city. That can be where all of your greatest benefit is hidden, packaged in challenge, ready to be unlocked. As you learn about this and learn about that and meet this person and that person, and figure out how to get here and realize, wow, it's easy if I go through here every day or figure out how to get there, whatever it is. I don't know. Do you know how many millions of people are successful today? I you know mean, I used to do this, I stopped. I just don't have time. Back in my youth, I used to read Forbes 500 and I used to watch all these shows about like the greatest influencers and I used to like obsess over the stuff and like it was very similar stories. And almost all the stories was along the way, I started to do this and this became, I grew up in this area and I was disadvantaged and we didn't have X. So I figured I would do X and then I was working at this job, but then I was, I really wanted to do X, like so much. Of the, not all the success. A lot of people pick up the baton of somebody else and keep on rolling. So much of the success of people is the concept of doing it differently. Not being better, but being different. And different means I noticed something along the way to the way I was originally going, which was a direction that is in some way set by my... My, my, myself of the past but here's the trick we have to be ready to be enthusiastic about the different directions and detours that God sends us and hopefully none of them are painful that's the trick that you have the energy you have the capacity but do you have the enthusiasm? Are you ready? Are you ready for a curveball? Are you ready for a detour? Are you ready to explore a new road that you never knew existed until it gets sent your way? That's the question. Because that's where this, in my humble nobody opinion, is where the success lies. It's not in the place you think you're going. It's in the ability to not get stuck in the comfort of knowing how to get to where you want to go and speed walking there. But the ability to look around. Because along the way of where you want to go, there's a lot of opportunity. But when your, hair, your AirPods are on, and your head's focused on the destination, We can miss it. All right, we'll talk about it. Think about it today. Think about your life. Think about moments in your life that happened to you that were real blessings that just happened along the way to something else. This is a big fight. Who's in control, us or God? And it's the fight that we hold on to every day. The more our hand lets go, the more open we are to what's available for us. All right, we'll talk about it. Okay, everybody, have an amazing day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again in the morning. Have a great day.